Hey, welcome everybody to a new edition of Midwestern Fins. I'm Haggy, here again with Taylor, and a returning guest, Montana Ken, my dad. How's it going? Hey guys, how you doing? Great. Doing excellent. It's 45 degrees Fahrenheit and uh, on mid-April. It's supposed to be getting snow this weekend, so it's fantastic. Yeah, you're, you're getting it from me. <laughs> You getting snow right now? No, Saturday. Right now it's 63. Uh, what? <laughs> 63? You're out there sunbathing. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah, joke so outside. I, I sent a couple pictures in the on Twitter the other day that it was 80 degrees, 80 degrees in the afternoon um, earlier this week. That same morning, I had to scrape my windows. <laughs> nice as we progress through the day i wake up and have to scrape my windshield and then it gets to 80 degrees and then the following day i have to scrape my windows again ridiculous <laughs> oh i guess that's the midwest for you that's right well, south dakota is a desert and that's why you get that wild swing <laughs> a desert <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right. It's a I grass guess the desert. The middle is considered the Badlands for a reason. Yep. <laughs> you guys ever watch uh, Man vs. Wild with uh, Mr. Bear Grylls? Occasionally. Yeah, I've seen that. So Bear Grylls came to the Black Hills of South Dakota on a show. And the only thing that bothered me, there was two things that bothered me. One... He uh, boiled his water out of the streams here with like a little bit of spruce needles to give it flavor is what he argued. But he was saying that he had to boil the water to sanitize it so that it was safe to drink. Most of the rocks and dirt and ground in the Black Hills is a combination of limestone and sandstone. So it's a natural filter. And almost all the streams in the Black Hills are pure enough to drink. Like... The only ones that aren't pure enough to drink are the ones that aren't clear, <laughs> which are few and far between. So that bothered me because, you know, you can just like stick your head in the water and drink it. But the other thing was, he said that he, he walked from the Black Hills to the Badlands in one day, but it's like a four hour drive. <laughs> so there's no way that he could have possibly done that. And then he also didn't actually stay in the Black Hills. He just stayed at a hotel in Rapid City. He never actually like camped out here. It's ridiculous. It's a phony fraud. <laughs> That's fantastic. Though I would say with the uh, with the boiling the water, I mean, I feel like you'd still want to do that just to protect yourself from the possibility of Legionnaire's disease. But other than that, well, I mean, if you're French, I mean, <laughs> touche. <laughs> They're molded by the water here. What was that? I said I'm, we're, we're molded by the water here. Oh, yeah. I've, so is I've Flint, Michigan. So. <laughs> True. Yeah. Too soon? All right. <laughs> Too soon, yeah. Nah, it's only been like eight years. So. Well, how's, uh, how's life where you're at, Ken? 
Well, it's uh, it's the commute has been great. I get up in the morning and walk downstairs to my office. And, um, <laughs> the problem is, is I'm putting in more hours now than I did, you know, when I was actually driving into work. So, oh, that's um, a shame. But it's getting the job done. Yeah, well, I mean, I think you guys have a water cooler, right? So, I mean, you still get the opportunity to just kind of hang out over there. <laughs> we do actually have a water cooler. I mean, it's funny because, you know, when I was a kid talking about water, I used to drink straight from the hose, you know. And uh, now it's like everybody's got a water bottle or a cooler or it has to be purified or artesian. and It's like grab a hose and go. I shower in Fiji water. I'm also fifty thousand dollars in credit card debt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still drink from. I still drink from the hose. Awesome. Straight out of the tap. I tried last summer, but my hose is pretty dirty on the inside. It tasted awful. So I, I'll try again with a new hose this summer. See, I failed him. I failed him, Tyler, because you got to learn to run the hose for a while so the dirt runs out of there. I did. It's an <laughs> then, old, old hose. <laughs> then it's not the hose, it's the water. <laughs> it's not the water, though. See, because I know it's not the water because I use that. Um, I've used the water like I didn't like run it through the hose. I just went straight from the tap into a water cooler and it worked out fine. But it's not as fun to do that way. Yeah. So, if we're uh, if we're drinking out of the hose, are you guys also drinking the Kool Aid of the Justin Herbert to Miami? I, drinking the Kool Aid. First, personally, I I don't know. I I've uh, I don't watch college football, so I don't know whether it's Herbert or Tua or whoever is coming. Um, I haven't watched any film on all of them, any of them. And um, so I'm kind of just hoping and praying that whoever they get in quarterback is, is, uh, is not going to be another seven years of Tannehill or what was it? Five years of Henne before that, you know, mediocre quarterback play. I think Kenny was in there for five years. Was he five, yeah. four or five? It was like eh, it was somewhere. I guess it's somewhere in there. So I do. I was looking through the roster, though. We experienced some technical difficulties. <laughs> Just... <laughs> uh, a couple of. Um, good defensive ends to shut to set the edge um, Taylor are you okay I got disconnected so I don't know what's going on excellent Midwestern internet folks <laughs> yeah so if, uh, if you guys didn't hear what Ken was saying that's my fault I'm sorry <laughs> that's all good uh, do you want to do a really quick recap? 
Okay, so I we'll heard go everything with... up to talking about free. Like the first thing I heard when I got reconnected was, uh, if we're talking about free agency, that you liked t- pairing up Byron Jones with X, and you talked about a couple defensive ends. So I don't know no, what didn't. you said between hoping that they get the right QB and that point. That was pretty close to what was said, I think. Oh, there we go. Yeah, so, you didn't miss much. I heard you, yeah. I heard you say something about uh, five years of Chad Henney, too. <laughs> second round draft pick quarterbacks, folks. He he was so, sliding our second favorite quarterback. Oh, second well. favorite? That's your second favorite quarterback? Well, um, the GOAT, uh, Jay Cutler, is my first, and then Taylor's is Cleo Lemon, so... Oh, God, I loved Cleo Lemon for about three um, snaps. <laughs> <laughs> All in overtime. Yeah. All uh, right. Weird question. Who do you think had a better Miami Dolphins career? Brian Hartline or Greg Camarillo? Oh, Brian Hartline. Why, though? Just because he put up the yards for a couple seasons? He didn't give yeah. any, like, memorable moments? Hold on, yep. Peggy. I want to I give yours before I answer. Um, well, well, can I, I explain like... what I was thinking? It is because Hartline put up the, the years. I mean, he, he was a solid wide receiver for several years, whereas Camarillo had one pass play that he's really memorized for. Does that make him a better player which is what you asked no it doesn't it makes it more memorable because of one game but not better okay that's all i got um i can remember one memorable thing with heartline it was like a big pass play against arizona um and i also remember a lot of the toe tapping um Camarillo, I also remember doing pretty well the next year with uh, Chad Pennington, but not. I don't think he really clicked with uh, Chad Henney before he got sent to the Vikings. Um, so if we're just sticking Dolphins career, I'd say Hartline. I'd also like to say Hartline is pumping out some great wide receivers in the draft right now. Like all the people that he's like Terry McLaurin is the like biggest new one. Because he's the wide receivers coach out there, but so hardline overall. But I do love Camarillo. Did Taylor get disconnected again? He might have. Let's see. It says he's paused. All right. Well, that's cool. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay, so ah, free agency. Is there any free other uh, people you liked in that? Well, like I was saying, I like the defensive ends. I mean, they're not gangbusters, but they're good, solid defensive ends. Ed Setters, and then um, you know when you got Godshaw in the middle and Christian Wilkins uh, in, I believe it's his second year. It will be. So, yep. Yeah. Last year was his rookie season. And you know my policy is always your your most your your most improvements are going to be made between a rookie year and a second year. I've just seen that over and over again. Mm-hmm. 
and he's back. Hi. <laughs> I think that one kept recording, so maybe I just uh, zoomed out for a minute. Yep. Yeah. So, what, what do you think, Taylor, about um, Cameron on Heartline? Okay. I worded the question poorly and asked, and Ken answered it correctly by the wording of the question. I said, who had a better, more memorable Miami Dolphins career, right? So, Heartline was serviceable for a while. I remember that 200-yard receiving game against the Cardinals. That was really awesome. And then, of course, he had, like, multiple sideline toe tap catches but like greg camarillo is like going down in history forever because he saved the dolphins from going 0-16 and it was a slant route he took 80 yards so i'm not even mad like i'm a stan camarillo forever i agree it's actually really funny oh sorry I'm on board, too. What's uh, funny, Haggy? I literally said the exact same thing. Cardinals games, toe taps. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like it. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, uh, you know, I really like the uh, getting the defensive ends, too, as well. Um, edge rusher is my favorite position, of course. And... Uh, what I really want to see them do is try and get that guy from the Jaguars. Um, he's got a really good uh, cross chop, which is the big move in the NFL right now. Um, that's the one Aaron Donald uses. It's just he's fan, he's good at it, and he's really young. And if we get a like a really great pass rusher. And, like, we can have the other guys that we picked up, you know, on the other side of them, of course. But if we get him, then we could start looking like the early 2000s Dolphins when you got Jason Taylor and Zach Thomas, Patrick Sertain, Sam Madison, and all that. Because, you know, if you get a a dynamic pass rusher, it's only going to make your corners better. Well, I agree. I'd I'd like to have him on there, but... I think they franchise tagged him, right? The Jaguars did, but uh, he does not want to play for the Jaguars. He's made it the super franchi- clear the, on Twitter. The, the franchise tag by the Jaguars is only a way to get value from him if they have to trade him away. It's better for them to franchise tag him, he sign the tender, get traded to the team that he chooses to be traded to, and then not only the Jaguars don't have to pay them, pay him, but they'll also get something in return versus just letting him leave in free agency. It's almost exactly the same thing as what the Dolphins did to Jarvis. Yeah. So what, so would they, I mean, what, what pick would you give for him? I'd give him 18 and maybe even a, a, a later oh. round pick as the highest, as the highest. I wouldn't offer it right off the bat. I'd offer like a second round, but. High said it goes 18. I feel like, you know, 39 would be perfect, or I think that's what we have. Yeah, like I, like I said, like, that's the highest I'd go because they're going to demand if, a lot because he's young and he's really good. But, if, the Dolphins were willing, if the Dolphins were willing to give a second-round draft pick up for Josh Rosen, they'd be dumb for not to do the same for Giannis. 
Right. And I don't think um, – I think it's more like what the Jacksonville Jaguars are willing to accept more than what we would be willing to give them. You know what I mean? Yeah. How much did the Bills give up to get Stephon Diggs? A first round. But I, I thought it was like a first, a fourth, and a sixth. Yeah, and then they got like Stephon Diggs in a seventh. Man, that's crazy. I'd do a trade like that guess, for him easily. I, I would have too. That would have been badass. Parker, yeah. Williams, and Stephon Diggs. Ah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I would do that for Yannick too. <laughs> but yeah, for Diggs as well. That would be fantastic. Are there any um, free agent signings or not signings throughout the entire NFL that surprises you, that has surprised you? Anything that caught you off guard? Just signings-wise? Yeah, in general. Or, or players that are still free agents, maybe. Well, I tell you what, the Jones um, signing – and I, I know it's close to home, but it, it kind of surprised me because we just paid X. And, uh, you know, to put that kind of money into cornerback position overall is is uh, not something you usually see. True. It's true. I I honestly, like, my, my initial knee-jerk reaction was as soon as they signed Byron Jones, we were like, nope. Getting another first for X, going all in, <laughs> yeah. four, four first-round draft picks this year. Yeah. Going to trade him to the Raiders and try to get two more. <laughs> well, I mean, I hope not. I don't see that happening what? now, but uh, I, I, I do see him maybe being on the, you know, off the team for four games. I think that's that feels like a general consensus against a lot of. Dolphins fans that people aren't expecting Xavier Howard to play all 16 games and that's really unfortunate yeah I mean it's that injury history and then with this um, off the field stuff that happened this offseason I could see him missing four games you know and I, I kind of feel like maybe it, the, the injury he had last year that, you know, it put him on IR, but maybe if we were actually in the running for a playoff spot or something like that, he probably wouldn't have been on IR. I agree. Definitely trying to preserve um, his health there. I think so, too. So do you think this draft is going to be almost exclusively offensive players since we went almost exclusively defense and free agency. I feel like the first three picks, all of the three first round draft picks are going to be a quarterback an offensive tackle, and then some skill position player, depending on who falls to that spot. I agree with so, quarterback, and, and honestly, I, I wouldn't mind seeing them pick two or three um, 
offensive lineman. I wouldn't either. Within the first two rounds, honestly. That'd be great. I feel like offensive line was a position that they dressed um, in the middle, but tackle is still a really big question mark. So it really is. I would be I would be someone. shocked. I would be shocked if one of the first three picks was not an offensive tackle. I would be shocked. I agree. I do too. We need to find someone to protect Rosen. <laughs> So he doesn't become another Tana Hill. Protect him while he's taking the water out to the field? Is that. (laughs) He's good, I mean. It's not, you know, people, I saw trade scenarios of trying to get rid of Josh Rosen, and I just feel like that would be a a poor decision to be made. He's only going to be in his third year. He's going to get another year to learn. He's going to be introduced to a new new offense yet again. I mean, it, it, it really – it's weird that uh, Dolph, Miami Dolphins quarterbacks are learning so many different offensive schemes. But, I mean, Fitzpatrick's been in 49 since he's been in the league for 52 years. Um, Rosen's been in the league for three, and he's going to be on his third offense. Tannehill was in 19 different offenses. So – just uh, gonna. It, it's weird that it comes that way. But I agree. With that being said, with that being said, it ultimately comes down to consistency and coaching and being successful. And too many knee-jerk reactions. You know, uh, I, I don't like living in the past too much. But if we go back to the Adam Gase era, we would have three games where the main offense would be ground and pound, and we would run the ball thirty game, thirty times a game. And then the next game would be 40 passes in a game where we got up early. You know, it didn't make sense that they could establish the offense in one game and then switch the offense in the next. And I understand that you have to adjust to what the other team is going to give you. But if you're able to instill that in your team, that's how you win games. I mean, like the the Ravens this year, they're like, this is what we're going to do. Stop us from doing that rather than trying to accommodate for what the other team was going to give up. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're right. You want to be varied. You want to be able to, to kind of surprise what your opponents and stuff like that. But uh, at the same time, if it's working for you, then stick with it. I guess, mm-hmm. I guess, maybe, I guess maybe better wording... Um, for what I'm trying to say is that it, I feel like the Dolphins have never had an offensive identity. Yeah, that sounds like Ricky. Yeah, when it was Ronnie and Ricky, right? Ronnie and Ricky, that was the offense. That was the identity of the offense. It was, I don't think we've had anything like that since then. Nope. I agree. And, I, I meant to kind of include this in my uh, Adam Gase chant, but similarly, uh, Brian Flores was confident enough to give Kalen Balazs the ball over 20 times in one game where he only got 40 yards. Dude <laughs> ran the ball 25 times and got 40 yards. So we need good like, consistency, not just consistency for consistency's sake. 
yeah, I, I feel like I feel like Ted Larson could have got more than 40 yards on 25 carries. He could. Do you see how speedy he was in the Miami Miracle? Yeah, exactly. Well, and then, like, I think last week when we were with Weck, um, we talked about how Xavier Howard was the first Miami Dolphins signing that kind of gave us that hint of, yeah, we want to lock up our own players. You know what I mean? Um, inconsistent coaching, there was no reason whatsoever for the Dolphins to get rid of Kenyon Drake. Not one. All you had to do to make him happy was give him the ball 10 times a game. And I'll never understand why players don't like coaches don't want to invest in their players like that. I think he wanted a little bit more than that, but like he also wanted money, which I understand. Like he's definitely good. He's shown it. But. Yeah, and he goes to Arizona and gets a four-touchdown game. I mean, it's ridiculous. Average six yards a carry last season for the Cardinals. Love it. Speaking of Cardinals, they absolutely stole DeAndre Hopkins. That was my surprise of free agency so far. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, the Texans Texans are making some interesting moves this year. Yeah, none that are going to be successful. I would Jeez. be I would be Sorry. very surprised if the Texans go 8-8. Eight and, eight. and all eight of those wins will be on Deshaun Watson and Deshaun Watson only. I can see that. Do you guys see their move today? No. What did they do today? Uh, they traded for Brandon Cooks. Seriously? Yep, they used the second round that they got for Hopkins. Huh. <laughs> that sounds really dumb. That sounds really, really dumb. I can't argue but with that. I'm just... I'm just pumped to see Larry Fitzgerald and DeAndre Hopkins on the field at the same time. Like, if there's any opportunity for DeAndre Hopkins to get any better, it's to play with Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, yeah. but I mean, it's... I guess they're going to find out how good their quarterback is this year because there's no excuses. Yeah, now he doesn't really have any. He's got the pieces around him now. Kenyon Drake at running back with Larry Fitzgerald and DeAndre Hopkins on opposite sides of the field. Kind of reminds me of Kurt Warner taking him to the Super Bowl with uh, Anquan Bolden. Oh, yeah. That's a, That's been quite a while. Yeah, that was like 2006 or something. Yeah. Somewhere around there. All right, so um, I didn't actually pick a charity of the week this week. Uh, I don't think we asked you to either. Well, I've I've been thinking about it. I know we didn't talk about it, but I've been thinking about it. And uh, you know, with the with the COVID nineteen thing, it I'm not sure if there's a specific charity that's going to go to that relief. Um, 
but I feel like uh, with a lot of people out of school, a lot of kids out of school, that, that their lunches um, for a lot of kids are, are their um, are the probably the most nutritious food they're going to get all day. And so I would recommend that you um, or that your listeners would go to um, find a local charity that supports uh, um, school lunches or even even uh, donate to their local food pantry um, so that so that the people can and not that old can of olives that's been sitting in the back of your cabinet all for for years but actually donate something that you know is good nutritious for people that you know are going to be up in, in, in unable to provide good food for their families i love that i think that's awesome i'm all for it i'm here for it i like it too Nice choice. Yeah, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. All right, so getting kind of into the Midwest stuff, do you want to tell your polar bear story? <laughs> All right, so they're not specifically, there's no polar bears that I know of in the Midwest, but this is an old favorite. This is one my uh, story my dad told, and uh, he passed away a few years ago, and it's the, probably the one story of his that I remember. So the way to catch a polar bear is you go out on the ice and you cut a big hole. You know, you want it to be probably two times bigger than the, the hole, um, the, the size of the polar bear that you want to catch. And then, uh, and then of course, you're going to bring, bring with you a can of, of peas, you know, just your standard can of peas. It doesn't have to be green giant or anything but uh and you're going to take those peas and you're going to pull them out one by one and put them two inches apart all the way around the hole and once you finish that you're going to want to hide but you're not going to go too far because when that polar bear comes up to take a pea you're going to kick him in the ice hole that's the closest you're going to get to a curse word that you're going to get from me. Hopefully <laughs> we still got time. <laughs> oh, I love it. That was awesome. That was so good. I was sitting here trying not to laugh because obviously I knew the punchline already. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. That's uh, that's really good. I am a fan of Montana Ken's jokes. <laughs> oh, so another Midwestern thing. Have you ever heard of a grease pig contest? What contest? A greased, pig? a greased pig contest. Yeah. Okay. Heard of so, those? For your members, for your listeners that haven't heard of them, they take um, at rodeos, and they take a, a small piglet or something like that, and they throw grease on the back of the, they rub the back of the the pig, 
with this grease and then they put it out into the the pen or the the arena along with probably 20 to 30 you know fourth and fifth graders out there and they they say whoever catches a pig can keep it and it's hilarious but if you've ever done it man it's hard because that pig does not want to get caught did you catch it though i did not um i i've never been accused of running fast or being agile so yeah i got in front of it a few times um trying to be strategic and you know it's one of those things where it got within a few feet of me and then took and turned and went a different direction and i ended up in the dirt that sounds like it'd be about my fate as well Yeah, I'm not gonna try. I think he's trying to catch a grease pig now. (laughs) (laughs) That was perfect. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, all right. So, if you had to, if you had to pick a sport to watch, though, like live, would you watch a football game or a baseball game? Oh, that's tough. Oh, football. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, God, I love watching both live. I mean, I'll watch football. I can't watch a, a baseball game on TV. But to sit in the in the stands and and uh, you know kick back and have a hot dog and a cold beverage, it's amazing. And and of course, baseball's played in the summertime, so you don't have that issue with being cold as much. But uh, I've I've done both and. God, I can't pick between them because I love watching football too. Uh, what kind of cold beverage you sipping on over there? <laughs> You're too young to know that. Shiner Bach. Every time. <laughs> so I was deployed one time in in Oakland or in uh, Sacramento, California. Um, it was. It was shortly after 9-11, and when, so we were doing a uh, kind of a, a backfill of their um, their people and doing some uh, some uh, CAP missions, which is uh, close air support, or not close air support. Um, it's a patrolling the air um, just to make sure that no one comes in to, to try running – another plane into the ground or something like that and so we're out there and uh, one of the things that the oakland a's did for us is they gave us free tickets and so we drove down to oakland and got in a stadium and they weren't great seats they were like third tier and but uh the sun was shining it was hot there was a nice breeze blowing and they had the coldest beer up there that you've 
ever tasted. It was amazingly cold beer, and uh, and <laughs> it it went down real easy. Sounds pretty American to me. <laughs> yes. If it doesn't hurt your teeth, it's not cold enough. <laughs> oh. The the inverse of that is I was stationed in Germany for a while there and um went over to a friend of mine's house. He was married to a a, a German and so his father-in-law had beer for us and uh um he brought us one up and it was in Germany, they drink beer, um, room temperature. And of course I didn't care for it much. Um, not only the fact that the German beer is a little bit more bitter, but also the room temperature was not going down well, but I did drink it all because, you know, he, uh, offered it to me and, and, uh, you know, you can't be rude. Very true. So the only thing I haven't drank is hot beer. That sounds terrible. (laughs) Hmm. Maybe I'll do that. I'll drink hot beer and I'll have spaghetti with soy sauce and I'll tell you the listeners which one's better. (laughs) I already know the answer to that. (laughs) You're right. It's probably the hot beer. Well, Taylor, I will tell you that I I was having spaghetti one night and I went and looked in the fridge for soy sauce and I had some, but I I couldn't bring myself to do it. You gotta like you could have done it for like the last bite, like one bite. But it just something in my DNA. I I couldn't. I mean, my hand moved towards it, but it, it just couldn't grasp it. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, I had spaghetti with soy sauce two nights ago. <sighs> and Anyone stop extra. sending me the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> JK, he didn't send me any, but... Nope, not that cool. But I we think it's dinner time right now. Oh, yeah, I'll send you a picture. <laughs> You've done it before. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think it's dinner time right now. I'm going to have some Midwestern meat and potatoes. So I hope you guys have a wonderful evening. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a pleasure talking with you guys again. Always. Yep. Glad to have you on. And Matt, I want my jerky. <laughs> I have it. I just haven't sent it. Yeah, I have the it, COVID but I just stuff. haven't sent it. <laughs> Send me the jerky. <laughs> Get on it. All right. I love you, bud. Love you too, Dan. All right. Have a good night, Talk everybody. To you guys later. See you. Thanks for listening.